I've heard police work is dangerous. It is. That's why I carry a big gun. Aren't you afraid it might go off accidentally? I used to have that problem. And what did you do about it? I just think about baseball. Think about that. That is totally taken out of context. Well, not really. No more comments! Woohoo! Look out, because soon, very soon. This is the Brian Suits Show. Not doing it will be catastrophic. We'll have eight degrees, we'll be eight degrees hotter in 10, not 10, but in 30 or 40 years. And basically none of the crops will grow. Most of the people will have died and the rest of us will be cannibals. Civilization will... I'll have a side of producer Greg, please. And AM 770 KTTH. I think every once in a while we have to be reminded that uh, Ted Turner may be a complete idiot. Uh, it's um, all kinds of news... Practice Friday here, as as we're we're all smelling the barn. I think many of us are smelling the old vacation barn, aren't we? I'm I'm not till tomorrow. Uh, AM seven seventy KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right way, Travis. Yeah, no no idea where that came from. Where as, did that come from? As you walk out of a as a cheesecake factory, you see someone actually walking away with a cheesecake there after the cheesecake factory was looted. Unclear where they may have gotten that, but unclear, unclear. I say, uh, Amson seventy KTTH Brian sits here. Uh, if you want to miss the, I mean, pardon me. If you want to catch the award winning uh, first hour before the Radio Hall of Fame takes it out of here, uh, you can text uh, suits s u i t s to eight hundred. Four six five eight seven seventy. An hour filled with technical problems and producer insults. What? Well, by, by via text. Yes, it was via text. Uh, and by the way, for the record, someone says I have to read. Uh, da, 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 da. Greg, your favorite it. producer. Oh, ever, that's nice. Signed everyone in my car stuck on one sixty seven. And uh, one of our texters got pulled over for uh, writing the show in his car. Good. <laughs> to which I say, don't do that. Make sure to pull over. Be safe when you text the Brian Suits. Yes, show. always. Mm. Um, the did you hear the story about the uh, pizza delivery guy who went into? I mean, literally went into a burning house and pulled five kids out. Unbelievable. There's video of it too. Yeah, uh, the and when fire showed up and police showed up, the guy went on oxygen. He he got he got inhalation. Whatever it was called, um, you, know, it, you know, it, it can damage the lungs permanently or whatever, but they put them on oxygen. Anyway, a GoFundMe account for the injured pizza delivery man, uh, Nicholas Bostic, who saved five trapped children uh, from a house fire, has raised more than, this is Tuesday, 300000 Uh 25-year-old Nicholas Bostic was driving around 1230 a.m. when he saw the home uh, up in flames, and <clears throat> um, he, he threw his car in reverse. Uh, pulled into the driveway. He told police he wasn't able to call 911, and he, quote, didn't want to waste time trying to find someone who could, close quote. Uh, anyway, he tried knocking on the door. No one answered his calls. He got in through a back door, began yelling for people inside, and he pulled four kids out, and then, and it, well, with the knowledge there was a fifth kid in there. Um, so he crawled in, pulled the fifth kid uh, out. Just, you know, a real, really, really astounding. And I... I know. Wait, it's from the original Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that's, oh, that's right. Um, and it, you know, Ray, what's his name? Lost his butt in court to who are you going to call? Because that was note for note. I want a new drug. 
Uh, Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. Yeah, and got a nice payday off that one. So anyway, three hundred thousand. I'm. I don't know what kind of insurance he had, but I'm. I'm guessing. Uh, you know what? He'll. He'll need uh, some help. Um. And so anyway, I'll get that. His name is Nicholas Bostic. B o s t i c. If someone wants to look up that GoFundMe, I shall uh, post it uh, there. In Major League Baseball. It would appear. And this is embarrassing in in 2022, and you know, with all the Black Lives Matter thing and all that, the, the percent because this is a, a, almost a distinction without a difference. Major League Baseball or or activists, or whatever, they don't count you as black if you're not African American. You, you you might be Julio Rodriguez, you might be Yasiel Puig, but you're not counted as black. And so anyway, they're kvetching because, um. Uh, African-American participation in baseball is down uh, year over year. Last year, it was 7.8% of rosters. Uh, And so, I'm sorry, 7.6% last year. So this is uh, opening day rosters, according to the LA Times, 7.2% this year. And uh, the reason that this is, is sort of a story today, I didn't even catch this, but the phenomenal Mookie Betts of the L.A. Doyers, so the Dodgers, during batting practice before the All-Star game, did you see the shirt that he was wearing, Producer Greg? No, what did it say? <clears throat> we need more black people at the stadium. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it really? It does. It's the hottest baseball-themed T-shirt right now since he wore it. Uh, it was done by a South Central L.A. artist, Um who does who does uh, streetwear? So it's kind of that that you know it's airbrushed, and so it looks like kind of looks like uh, tagging. But it's in script. We need more black people at the stadium, and this is the owner and founder of Bricks and Wood. Uh, is is where you find the original, and uh, this is Casey Lynch who whipped uh, who who found that that Mookie Betts is wearing his shirt uh, that he sells at Bricks and Wood. Uh, streetwear brand created in uh, Casey Lynch's uh, native South Central L.A. He grew up a Dodgers fan, a gigantic G- Dodgers fan with with his grandfather. And oh, oh, by the way, Casey Lynch is African American, as was his grandfather, and they used to go to the Dodgers games. Uh, his colleague Malik Coney, who at one point interned for the uh, Doyers, also grew up a baseball fan uh, in in L.A. And and I mean, it, you know, it, it kind of becomes sort of a the horse before the cart thing um uh because i forget who brenton who was who was the one uh the, the one the one hitter i want to say for the american league african-american guy grew up in ultra rural mississippi where they play baseball and you know it's almost like form follows function where's the majority of your population well are they urban well they ain't playing baseball and you know white kids too so so there's that and uh, but so anyway, major. It's it's almost like if you're looking for a problem, you found it. Um, is the problem that I look at a major league roster and I don't see people that are darker than a mocha? Well, yeah. If I, well, yes, I do. It's just that oh no, they don't check the right box because they're from the Dominican Republic. And my question is, are people trying to insinuate there's a racism problem here with the lack of African Americans in MLB, or why is it a a quote-unquote problem is what I'm Well, asking. it's funny. There's a, I think right now there's a higher percentage of managers than there are players. So the ma- African-Americans are overrepresented in management if you only count black Americans, as the LA Times says. I, 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 it's, it's a problem. Whenever you obsess about 
equality of outcomes for demographics, I think you get yourself into trouble. Like free societies, people will choose to do for themselves what they're going to do. And there's going to be trends and shifts and differences. It's not always going to be perfectly representative yeah. of every population. And, why aren't there white guys in the NBA? Like, I, you know, like, why aren't there shorter people I don't in the care. NBA? And, and Mookie, Mookie Betts himself said, look, I grew up playing the game. You know, I didn't I didn't grow up in the middle of Boston and the middle of L.A. and the middle of Chicago uh, or or whatever. You know, I, I've never heard anyone ask the question, why are there so many Balkan guys in the NBA? Huh. Well, I'll tell you why, because in December they were sweeping basketball courts of snow and playing basketball in sweaters in the Balkans as they were. Uh, in Chicago or Compton or, or or Dallas, you know, it's it's um it's where the court is, and you know they were not playing soccer because no one's going to sweep a soccer field, but they were sweeping outdoor basketball courts uh, to play basketball. So I will that, say, they were all playing it. Yesterday, you and I got a nice ten minutes out of talking about the All Star game, but Brian, did you see this MLB All Star ratings lowest ever? Ouch. <laughs> I guess we're out of touch. Yeah, but anyway, would it be would it be appropriation if I bought the shirt and wore it? If I went to the Astros game on Sunday with we need more black people at the stadium, I think it'd make for some good storytelling on the air. With of whatever uh, happens, of uh, yeah, why my nose is broken? Probably by a, a dreadlocked white guy. By the way, a liberal dreadlocked white guy who would decide to take offense uh, of that. All right, well. Uh, more more hot sports talk. Uh, the, the NBA caught on tape. Legal counsel caught on tape, telling uh, a anonymous player to back off on this uh, free Tibet crap. Uh, that and more coming up uh, here in a second. Plus, the the crime report is out for 2021. Get, <laughs> wild stab, folks. <laughs> How's the Seattle area doing? Uh, we'll be back right after this. Uh, check. Out, let's get you to work with the right way traffic. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. Great news, everybody. Crime is down. It's way, way, way down. I mean, you can leave your car unlocked, can't you? A brand new report from the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs shows very concerning increases in both violent crime and hate crimes. At the same time, the state lost nearly 500 law enforcement officers last year. Well, that wasn't quite the story. I think you flip it, reverse it. Wasn't <laughs> the story that uh, I thought it would be. Um, so anyway, yeah, yeah. That's it's. If uh, let me give you the the pricey, the the summary of this. It's five hundred ninety pages. He got it. That's that's it. Crime crime's way up. Violent property crime. I get violent crime way up. Uh, I think that's that is a function of fewer police because. You know, in all honesty, for the past 15 years, if you called Seattle police, if you called Everett police, said, uh, yes, I got home and the window was broken and they took my air fryer, uh, you know, they're going to give you an incident number, probably over the phone. There's absolutely chilling video that I saw Jason Rance post on his social media accounts of the recent attempted burglaries at the Bellevue Rare Coin stores, uh, one in Issaquah, one in downtown Bellevue where men walk up, they've got the hoodies that you and I love, they've got like glasses and a, a COVID mask on, Well, yeah, and gloves, 
and they, they reach for the door. They come in groups of like three or four. And thankfully, uh, Bellevue Rare Coins has taken increased security measures where they can like either lock the door permanently or it's locked right away. But uh, I've never seen anything. It looks like Ask, something out of the movie Heat. I got to say, you know, it's it's effectively a jewelry store. It may as well be a Rolex store. Um, <clears throat> uh, so it turns out it's called a Sally Port. All the, all the cool pot shops on Capitol Hill have them. You go in one door and they won't open the other door till the other door is locked. Mm. And also you can't get out. You, to get in, get out, you have to be buzzed and uh, totally ripped. And so... Um, anyway, if you, it's a cost of doing business, maybe it's right enough. I don't know. Ask your insurance company. Um, but your inventory isn't insured, but the physical structure is. So maybe a Sally port's uh, the, the way to go. But no, yeah, I, I saw that, that, uh, video. Remember our, <clears throat> our teenage friends that murdered a employee of a, a pod shop in, in Tacoma. They also hit, um, a, a coin store before because because the sixteen year old with the prosthetic right leg had such a distinct, um, uh, you know, gait. Yeah, yeah, and his toe was pointed in. The fake toe was pointed in. He needs to go and see that you know, now that he's in the juvenile uh, system. I see some about that getting at uh, adjusted, but he, you know, they did the same thing. Their mo was sledgehammers and all that, but. Th- those guys are are behind bars for a month or two. But so do you think Democrats changing their tune on law and order is a last-ditch effort to try to have some chances in the midterms? It, it's absolute grasping. Now, around here, they know they don't have to, you know, be, because, uh, you know, again, Patty Murray's going to slide to her 90th uh, six-year term, and Elena Kagan is going to re- get returned to her Supreme Court seat. From her district there on Queen Anne and all that. I, I, I think local politicians do. They better. I, I have no idea how some of these people survive on the Seattle City Council. No clue. No, just none. Uh, I mean, and, and if they get returned, you deserve it. Seattle, is already, Seattle already has what it deserves. <clears throat> um, they're, they're getting what they voted for. My only, uh, the thing I keep saying is... When it gets to this level, it metastasizes. And so that's why for, for anybody in King County, you have to hope Seattle does better or else they spray Seattle juice on you. And for anybody not in King County, if King County doesn't do better, they spray crazy juice on, on Pierce County and and down where I am in the Clarence Thomas uh, district where, where he's running for reelection. Um, you know, it, it is a secondary tertiary effect. The primary effect is right outside the door here on Eastlake. The secondary effect is Bellevue. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it boils down to the, to, well, the, the issue with prosecution a couple of years ago, now that there's no cops to do the arrests, now the issue is who's going to arrest them and maybe, you know, some repercussions for your miscreants. You scoff laws. I, I was he glad. said in 1910. I was happy to see our governor say this yesterday. So this defund the police movement, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's the right approach. But I would have hoped he had said that during the height of the 2020 summer madness. Oh, was that was that from, did he say that in July of 2022? No, no, this would be or August within of 20, 20, the last me. 24 hours. I'm, I'm sorry, I miss. I totally blew the punchline. August of 2020? No. He said it yesterday. Uh, and here's one of his top priorities uh, when it c- is concerned with uh, law enforcement. But there is no 
secret that this has been a difficult time for all of us, including law enforcement. And we encourage people. We have a very active recruiting program at the State Patrol. We're focusing on increasing diversity, uh, which I'm pleased about, making some progress. I was proud to uh, administer the oath to the most diverse crop of state troopers in state history. No one, no I, one I don't, gives I don't a care. crap. I'm sorry, Governor. That That is the most tone-deaf thing in the world. I do not care if the person enforcing the laws is white, brown, or black. I just want them to be able to do their jobs. Just be huge. That's all That's all I want. No, but the skin tone is the most one of the most important. It's the first thing out of his mouth when Getting talking about law enforcement. Be huge. Got to make sure we have different skin tone representatives. Y- you know who the community really respects is huge cops, male or female. Just be huge and be 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 accountable and respect everyone's civil rights and all that after you're huge. So, so there's that because we're in a hole. You, you, Seattle's dug itself a hole. Um, getting five foot three, five foot four box checkers in uniform is not going to help. It's not going to help. And, uh, and it may be that we, we, we passed, uh, we went past the tipping point. The the Ted Turner, uh, tipping point. You know where where we're where we're all eating each other because there's no 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 more food. That way benefits from it. It's not going to cost us anything. It, once we get going with it, it's not going to cost us anything. Only the people that don't un, don't understand it think it's going it, to. It, not doing it will be catastrophic. We'll have eight degrees. We'll be eight degrees hotter in ten not ten but in thirty or forty years. And basically, none of the crops will grow. Most of the people will have died, and the rest of us will be cannibals. Civilization. There you go. Dogs I like and- getting a tan, but this is ridiculous. Dogs and cats living together. Well, uh, and second it, thing. It, oh yeah, second thing. Second thing. Should, <laughs> that rant is uh, open for sponsorship. If you're out there, contact <laughs> our uh, head of sales, Ethan Kelly. Say, I want to sponsor that 715 rant. <laughs> Guy just wouldn't shut up. Uh, what is the second thing? Oh, um, uh, yeah, Ukraine uh, in the news. A little more of that here at 7.30. You know who is um, finding out that you shouldn't just go ahead and build huge, expensive infrastructure programs uh, for free? China. Uh, China's most ambitious, expensive projects are all in places that are defaulting on the loans. Um, And by the way, it's not when America comes to your country. And helps you find a well or whatever. We're not going to, like, take your firstborn male child for medical experiment back to Fred Hutchins. You know, we, it's basically freebies. When China comes to your, oh, say, Sri Lanka and, and builds a 50-story tower in the shape of a, of a flowering tulip, true story, uh, and then Sri Lanka says, ah, we're a little light. <laughs> we're a little light this year. Sorry about that. Y- y- what are you going to do, come repo it? And and so China is um, is facing the reality. A bunch of communists are facing the reality of the ledger sheet uh, on this one and uh, and stuff. Uh, third thing, real quick. Third thing. Oh, uh, it's not going to be a heat wave here. So, um, third thing. Where's Greg going? Are are you, are you traveling for your vacay or what are you doing? I'm going to a certain residential and resort area in Deschutes County, Oregon. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm leaving our, our beautiful state and going south. A little seven-hour road trip. Um, then uh, tomorrow's my last day for a week. What what the Varmint and I are doing is we initially were thinking, well, you know, sort of longer uh, road trip. We're, we're going to take a series of like two-day 
things using our good friends at Airbnb. Nice, nice. And and they all have a common feature. They're 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 going to be right on salt or fresh water. Okay, so y- are you more of a sightseer when you go on a vacation, or do you like to check out good restaurants? I like get to know the people. Of, stack of books, mm. uh, a nice patio, looking at a uh, body of water. Uh, let the dogs uh, run around, play in the water, and I just read books, and uh, that's that. Glorious. And uh, and I I will be I'll be uh, leaving the Evergreen State for a little bit, um, and visiting the Beaver State, and coming back to the Evergreen State, back to the Beaver State, um, and all that. Uh, also uh, coming up, you know I don't know what's wrong with the Netflix algorithm, but they recommended a documentary to me, and it sucked, and it is it is of regional interest. And I'll, I'll tell you what to avoid and and uh, and what to catch. I was reminded of a really good documentary that a lot of people haven't seen. Hey, I'm some seventy KTTH. Brian Suits here. Breaking news in just a second. But first, I have to tell you, the Netflix algorithm is broken or something. They recommended last last night, I guess it was just released a few days ago, but D.B. Cooper, where are you? By the way, Netflix, in, in announcing that there's a whole bunch of fake or people t- uh, you know, misusing IDs and logins, so they're losing money or whatever, they still made money. So stop whining. But anyway, I okay, I bit. I mean, uh, obviously, if you're from around here, it, it's sort of looming local lore that, you know, one day some guy's going to die and he'll have the money or, you know, whatever. So I, I bid. I went into it. And there's so many of these amateur investigators. And I, you know, if the entire first episode was this one guy who's spent like family money doing this for 30 years or 40 years or whatever. And, and like in the first episode. There's three times where he says things like, and then I was contacted by a friend who knew a gambler who said that he knew the guy who was D.B. Cooper. And I'm like, so is this a dramatization or a documentary? No, 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 it's a, it's a doc. Okay. And, um, and, then, and then, spoiler, the guy that his friend knows who's a gambler who says he knows the guy who's D.B. Cooper, the guy turns out in no way, shape, or form to be D.B. Cooper. He just was someone with a rich fantasy life. Went around uh, telling people he was DB Cooper until he died in a car accident in Portland at the age of forty-one. I find any show or movie that features an unsolved mystery deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> no, big time. And 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 it, in the documentary, they make a big dramatic thing about uh, again the friend who said he knew a gambler who said he knew a guy who was DB Cooper. Well, the gambler underwent a polygraph. Oh. which are not admissible in court again. And it was administered by an F, a former FBI guy. Well, so guess what? A, prof, a professional gambler actually believed the guy who said he was D.B. Cooper. And it, it was most unsatisfying. Most, most unsatisfying. So Didn't he extort something like 200 grand? Yeah, he got 200 grand. And uh, they, The only thing it told me that I didn't know that I guess made sense if I thought about it harder, I'd always wondered, why did he ask for four parachutes? Because he clearly thought this out. Um, you know, they got the 200,000 form at SeaTac. He lets all the people off. They had no clue. They were interviewed by all the local TV in the terminal at SeaTac. And they're like, oh, we don't know. what you know. And uh, so he asked for four, four parachutes. 
um, because he wanted the authorities, instead of, you know, slipping him a Mickey, uh, you know, a phony shoot, and then he would lawn dart with the money, you know, into Chehalis or whatever. Not that anyone would notice. Um, he, when he asked for four, it placed some doubt in their minds that maybe he would take a hostage. So they better all be real. So as memory serves, they didn't get into it, but there used to be in Issaquah, I mean, up until when I was going to Wazoo, up until then, there was the Issaquah Skydiving Center, and people in parachutes would be coming, floating over I-90, landing there at Issaquah. I think they went right out there, and they got four certified, genuine working parachutes. Anyway, it was was all about the investigators, not about, you know, the the facts. It didn't bring anything new to the table. So I'm not going to watch episode two, three, four, five, six. Take that, Netflix. Yeah. Um, However... I, I will I'll recover with this. There's a if you like baseball, if you like minor league baseball, there's a great documentary about a single A team that briefly played in Portland, Oregon in the mid to late seventies called the Portland Mavericks. And it was Kurt Russell's dad. And so Kurt Russell produced the the, the doc and he even played for them. And and it's called the Battered Base what's it called? The Battered Bastards of Baseball. And it's it's just really good. Because it was this weird gap that Major League Baseball allowed to happen in Portland where the Portland Beavers, so the storied Beavers, um, they skive off to Spokane, became the whatever, uh, Spokane Indians, I think, um, total appropriators. And so f- there was no baseball in, in Portland in that Civic Stadium. So Kurt Russell's dad had done 13 years on gun smoke as deputy, what's his name? So he had the money. They come up to Portland, and he has open tryouts for a single-A team. And they played Eugene, and they played the Bellingham Mariners and, and all this. And really, really, they, they, it was a three-year thing. Uh, Major League Baseball hated him uh, because he took the, the guy, the disgraced Yankee who wrote Four Balls or Ball Four, the, the tell-all baseball book that, that blackballed him from the Major Leagues. He let him come on board and pitch and all that. So, so Major League Baseball put a, after three years, Major League Baseball put a 3A team back in Portland. Um, but anyway, it's a terrific documentary called uh, Battered Bastards of Baseball. Do you have the the breaking news music? Uh, oh, man. I should have thought of that. <clears throat> breaking news. Wait for it. Breaking. The news is breaking. <laughs> okay, here's our breaking news. What a difference you've made in my life. Breaking news. What a difference you've made in my life. I should, I guess, I, after after his self-diagnosis of cancer yesterday, and at, same story but a different punchline here in Seward Park in April, about that, that one ended with asthma. Today, President Biden has been, uh, has tested positive for COVID. Let's first go to the White House. About what he is hearing from that statement and beyond, possibly. Mark, what do you have? Hey, Bill, good morning to you. Well, we've talked about the main headline here, but this is also something that the White House has been preparing for ever since the president took office. And this was something they knew was certainly going to be a possibility. They I want to give you a sense of what it's been like when you go into a room with the president of the United States these days, because there are still precautions. It's not funny. Me? So I no, I know. Why thing. are you giggling? Because if someone's running around with a red three-ring binder, it's what What if POTUS falls? It's, it's the same thing. Um, and didn't didn't the the v potus didn't kamala a month ago 
have it? I think we've all had it now. Uh, yeah, and but but <laughs> shouldn't be news. But anymore. we're not feeble seventy-nine-year-olds who have cancer asthma. That's true. He's being treated <clears> with <throat> the antiviral Paxlovid. The White House said in a statement today. Um, I by the end of the day, he'll be asking for ivermectin. <laughs> just he'll just say whatever uh, whatever uh, uh, Uncle Billy gave the horses. Give me that stuff. Um, so, so anyway, we'll we'll uh, we're late. We'll take a break. When we come back. Yesterday, he self-diagnosed as having cancer, <clears throat> giving giving people at the White House self-diagnosed heart attacks. Uh, but don't worry, everyone. It's just another one of his stories. Same story. Back in April here in Seattle ended with, that's why I have asthma. So we'll, we'll compare and contrast those, those two stories. Now it's mom turned on the windshield wiper that was an oil slick, and that's why I have COVID. Uh, all right, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. Drivers still dealing with some big congestion on... And China or Biden? AM 770 KTTH. Well, I think we have time for both. Uh, Brian sits here with uh, producer Greg. And producer Greg's last day before vacation uh, here on uh, your Friday practice. Uh, 21st of July, 2022. Going to go out and recharge the batteries. Now, why? See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to man up and be in here tomorrow, and I'm going to, I'm going to get paid for a three-hour show. I'm going to deliver a three-hour show. Then you, I'm starting my should. vacation. As you should, but I, I'm taking tomorrow off as well. I think Brady will be in for me, and uh, yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting out of Dodge for a little bit. It's been, uh, I've been burning the candle at both ends, as they say. Yeah, the 2:20 a.m. alarm. Um, <laughs> that was a, a shock to my system the last six months. That's my thing. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the all the networks are going full breaking news on this because Biden's tested for positive, uh, for COVID with, quote, mild symptoms. And let us just say... Get well soon. Yes, uh, live and be well. Yeah, and let, let's hope our president makes a full, speedy, swift recovery. Did a deep dive, reminded myself who the vice president is, and, uh, <laughs> and I, then I said to myself again, self... Wish the president well, get well soon, uh, and all that. And they're not—they're not invoking the, you know, the whatever amendment uh, or anything like that. They're just saying he has mild. So in other words, he has a sniffle. There you go. He has a, he has a sniffle, and he's uh, I what? think vaccinated and twice boosted nine thousand times. Yeah, <laughs> and, maybe. And, and now now that the study's out that that kids who who had it and were never vaccinated are getting currently getting COVID. At a lower rate than kids who've been vaccinated and boosted, there's it's I don't know another word for it. There's scams going on up and down the West Coast with different county health directors, where actual medical professionals are saying uh, the masks do nothing. No more mask mandates. Our issue is staffing and discharge. Medicaid needs to get in here and help us discharge and free up beds because people with broken legs. Are, are getting COVID swabbed and, and, you know, and they're going by the, the strictest definition uh, by the CDC, which is, oh, if they come in for a, a, a shark bit them, okay, but swab their nose and then they're in there for COVID, not because the shark bit their leg off. Uh, you know, I got to say, <clears throat> learning that our president recovered from cancer and, uh, and asthma and from the same incident, it was astounding yesterday. Uh, the president going to a former uh, coal-fired 
power plant or something in New Jersey, and uh, he, of course, he had to tell a folksy anecdote about uh, how how bad things were where he grew up in in Delaware. Here's here's that one. I just lived up the road. I just in an apartment complex when we moved to Delaware, and just up the road to a little school I went to, Holy Rosary Grade School, and because it was a four lane highway that was accessible, my mother drove us, and rather than us be able to walk. And guess what? Monkey butt. The first frost, you know what was happening. It had to put on your windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. Oh. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. That's horrific. That's horrific. And it sounds completely accurate. Um, so the White House uh, did a they they did a cleanup on Isle Biden on that one, and and they said, well, no, a couple of years ago uh, he had a melanoma or whatever it was. He had he had a like like many people his age. Uh, you have a mole biopsy or whatever. Yeah, he, you know, I I don't re- quite recall it as you know a brave battle against cancer, but but he said he had cancer, and why Delaware had the highest cancer rate. It in fact. Turns out the camera was on. Someone did some fact-checking. No, Delaware didn't have the uh, same cancer rate. But I remember when that story broke yesterday, pre- did, you know, President Gaff slips. Uh, does he really have cancer? And I, I, and I went back and I went, where, where does he say he has cancer? And listen, listen to the clip. That same clip I just played for you yesterday. And I said to myself, self, that sounds awfully familiar. Where, where did I hear that last? And... I couldn't find it, couldn't find it, couldn't find it. Then townhall.com reminded me he told an identical story here in Seward Park in April. He when he when he fast roped in from Air Force One with a folksy anecdote back in April, and it was some green energy thing about a better environment and the whole deal. And he had Cantwell and Murray in tow, and then in the background with was of course Seattle. Uh, Mayor Bruce Harrell, he's in Seward Park. It was a lovely day. I forgot we had we had a wet April, but it, the, it, uh, the 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 clouds parted for for him. And he back in April here in Seattle, he told this story. And I we I, when I went to a small little school that was about uh, a mile from the apartment complex we lived in and a little school called Holy Rosary. And I, you couldn't walk to school because although it was a four-lane access highway, it was just too dangerous to cross some of the streets. And my mother would get in the, And when it came spring, I mean, it came in the fall, this is the God's truth. And you'd get in the car and there's a little frost on the window, turn on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick, not a joke. I have asthma, and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. Yeah! So that must really suck to be in Delaware, where the majority of you have cancer and asthma, and now COVID. Cancer, asthma, and now... The White House press secretary is saying that the president is fully vaccinated. Uh, He's been twice boosted. He's experiencing what they say are very mild symptoms at this point. The White House is also saying... Uh, that consistent with CDC guidelines, he will isolate at the White House and will continue to carry out all of his duties fully during that time. He has been in contact with members of the White House staff by phone this morning. Maybe he just needed a break. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, you know, here, here's part of the deal. Part part of the deal is when you stumble on details, because that entire story, he can add any punchline he wants, and that's why 
I have a prosthetic leg. You know, he can add, he can add any punchline he wants. My, my mom used to drive us to school, and in the fall, when she turned on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick. Okay, there, I just edited the story for you. But when you get into the whole, uh, the school was Holy Rosaries, what it was, um, and then it was a four-lane highway, so you couldn't walk on it and whatever. <clears throat> and then you can, you can insert whatever issue it is that you're pimping in front of that particular audience. My mom used to drive us to school, and when she turned on the windshield wiper, there'd be an oil slick, and that's why we need comprehensive immigration reform. <laughs> that's why we need common-sense gun reform. Then she would turn on the windshield wiper, and then some guy with an AR-15 would pop out and start shooting at us. And so, and I mean, that's what he's using these stories for. And he just, he just figured back in April when he would tell that folksy anecdote, he'd end it with asthma. And I don't, I forgot specifically what the issue was. Uh, yesterday was about environmental, long-term environmental damage that uh, coal-fired plants were doing, lead in the air, you know, whatever. And he ends it with, and that's why I had cancer and the majority of people grew up with had cancer. And uh, then imagine the shock and surprise that everyone from his generation in Delaware discovered that uh, that 80% of them uh, have have the, uh, the the asthma. I just lived up. Let's do let's do the damn cancer first. And the damn cancer. Oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. So damn many people I grew up. All those damn people with their damn cancer who damn died. And then the 80% of them uh, who died with the asthma. Should wipe it be an oil slick. Not a joke. I have asthma and 80% of the people who, in fact, we grew up with have asthma. Eight, zero, 80% Delaware sounds like it just absolutely is a hellhole. <laughs> Not ever setting foot there with the asthma cancer COVID. 22. Uh, back in a second, AM 770 KTTH. Greg's final hour before vacation. Let's see how he does. Let's see if he mails it in. More. Um, uh, we'll be back right after this. China has influence on the NBA. Their lawyer says so. Uh, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic.